Hello, welcome to the Monday, June 12, 2017 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Washington, D.C. According to Kaspersky, the recent Samba remote code execution vulnerability is being exploited in order to install Bitcoin miners on vulnerable devices. Now, this vulnerability has often been compared to the Eternal Blue or WannaCry vulnerability that, of course, affected Windows SMB. In this particular case, however, the attacker first does need to be able to log into the system and does need to be able to upload a file to the system. So while there are hundreds of thousands of Samba systems that are exposed to the internet, only few of them are actually exploitable and Kaspersky detected this exploit in a honeypot that was specifically set up to be vulnerable. And Microsoft is reporting about an interesting covert channel that it found. It was used as part of an advanced hacking campaign that Microsoft calls Platinum. Now, in this particular case, the malware used Intel's Intel's Active Management Technology, or AMT, in order to communicate with other systems on the network. Now, AMT was recently in the news due to a vulnerability. This is not related at all to this vulnerability. The attacker here was really just taking advantage of this particular feature and using it as a covert channel. Again, the protocol they're using here is serial over LAN. And of course, since AMT is its own little system, it does work even if the system is powered down and it's not restricted or monitored by the operating system. So for example, host-based firewalls will not block this communication. Now, uh, Microsoft does go into some detail in how this particular covert channel is implemented and also how to detect any software running on a system that is using AMT. So this particular covert channel is something you would find on a system that's already thoroughly compromised. This is not a vulnerability, it's really something that happens post-exploitation. And Black Hat season is coming upon us, and with that we get the usual set of pre-announcements of vulnerabilities to be announced at Black Hat. One of them is sort of an old favorite, uh, Broadcom Wi-Fi chipset vulnerabilities. We had them before, and the reason they're so problematic is that uh, these chipsets are used in a very wide range of devices, and vulnerabilities are usually exploitable regardless the operating system. In this particular case, the vulnerability affects the BCM43 series of Wi-Fi processors. Now, you typically find them in mobile devices like, for example, iPhones and many Android phones. In particular, recent Samsung phones apparently are using this chip and are exploitable to this to-be-announced vulnerability. So get ready for the usual patches that will come out around the time the flaw will officially be released. 
and recorded future did an interesting study looking at a few 10,000 different vulnerabilities to see how long it takes for these vulnerabilities after they're being announced to be added to the National Vulnerability Database or short NVD and uh, how that compares to how quickly uh, these vulnerabilities are being discussed in underground forums and how quickly exploits are developed for these vulnerabilities. Now, NVD, also found at nvd.nist.gov, is a vulnerability database that for the most part publishes vulnerabilities to which a CVE number was assigned. The problem with NVD being delayed as it is, is that a lot of security tools and security professionals are monitoring NVD for new vulnerabilities, and in particular, a lot of automated tools that organize patching and other mitigation efforts are using NVD. So I think in part, the problem isn't as much that NVD is delayed by seven days. That's probably just due to the fact that this is a more sort of organized government effort. But the problem that so many other tools are using it as its primary source for vulnerability information. Of course, Recorded Future is using this study to advertise its own intelligence services that will supply you with vulnerable informations, but you can also take it as a lesson that you shouldn't really rely on a single source for your vulnerable information, but that you should use a variety of different sources. That's also useful in particular since NVD is really just a very simple, straightforward database. It often doesn't really have all the background that you need to know to accurately estimate the impact of a vulnerability in your own environment. Well, uh, that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.